Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So enjoy your endless summer here on Cave Crew Radio. And we'll keep this party going till we're buried as deep in stone. Play your guitar, man. Come on. Men with a dream and savage yearning within them. Legions compelled by passion that knows no boundary. A consuming flame that defies plausible explanation. Battling the forces of domestication, they find the courage to band together to experience the awesome power of Today's broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man. I'm gonna go to a place like a shot in a beer, steak man. Saying we can stop, get pancakes, and then we'll get laid, all right? Why do you drink ice cold beer on the hot day? Mr. Clavin, what else are you gonna do with it? To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. The Yankees are champions of baseball! Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. This is Cape Cod Radio. This is the Endless Summer Beach Party of 2023. We are about to record, but you're here live, which is awesome. A two-part podcast because we'll be away next week. But we'll be back. We've got some stuff. We've got some stuff. But tonight, we have a jam-packed show. Uh, oh, by the way, we're live on Cave Crew Radio. We are live on YouTube. We are live on Paul Stock Radio. We thank all our affiliates. Too many damn mention that we are uh, simulcast on, and we are available wherever podcasts are found. We just recorded a pre-show, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you listening on podcast, uh, Cave Crew Radio YouTube, Cave Crew Radio Facebook, you can see what we talked about. Anyway, Choo Choo Stew AI, a surprise AI visitor. Twitter shits makes a return. 
We got weird news. Mike's got news. And we got talking FLA. But before we get into that, we got to get through something. And here it goes. And now, he is the king of the sovereign county of Urine Stench and Stenchlandia, the commander-in-chief of the Water Gypsies, the self-proclaimed president of the United States, a university graduate, and always the epicenter of something. Ladies and gentlemen, his royal highness, Big B. Yes, live from Queens, New York, I am King B, King of Stenchlandia and the Water Gypsies, your president-elect of the United States of America, and as always, the epicenter of something this week. I am the epicenter of all things fighting and losing a battle with Taco Bell. Oh, (laughs) why would you argue over one soft taco? No, well, it wasn't an actual argument. It was, I had Taco Bell last night for dinner. And then we fought the rest of the night, and I wound up losing. So Okay, you fought with Taco Bell, or you fought with your family? You need to I clarify. Fought with, I fought with the contents of my stomach. Oh, all things the flaming butt cheeks. Well, it was, I mean, you know, I, we had Taco Bell for dinner last night, and I had three soft tacos. And uh, it's time to go to sleep. I feel okay. I go to sleep. I start suddenly feeling burning in my chest. Heartburn. Oh, here we go. Take an antacid, take a Tums, have some water, go back, go lay down. As I lay down, after a little while, it comes up. It now uh, becomes uh, um, uh, coming up into my throat. Acid reflux. Right. Acid reflux is coming up into my, my throat. I jump up and I'm coughing and now i'm chewing on like three tums i'm drinking more water now i gotta sit up uh then i try to lay down then my stomach starts turning and gurgling and then you gotta go do your business and uh by the time all that is said and done i basically didn't sleep last night i watched the sunrise and then had to get my wife up so she could go to work and then i could start working as well you you experienced internal osmosis. I I had internal combustion is what I had. It's oh funny because today at work we one of my drivers uh, works at Taco Bell and, and we were telling Taco Bell stories and I was telling one about my buddy Jose who backed his flower van kind of like that Scooby Doo van backwards into the. Taco Bell drive-through. It was it was amazing. We were we were probably on LSD at the time, and 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 but yeah, that's the go-to. There were there was a couple of weeks ago, and you know what do you want? What do you want? I, I'm like I want to go to Taco Bell. It's so rewarding. It's not really a dinner though. It was just something you know. Uh, we we've been. This summer, you know, we're doing a lot of cooking and outdoor cooking and all this stuff. And we were like, let's just order, do something quick and easy and and, and simple. It's like, all right, let's do Taco Bell. The, you know, the soft tacos are small. You can get a case of like 30. And, you know, there's, you know, the, the kids and all of that. So it's like, yeah, let, let's do that. Let's, let's get Taco Bell. And um, as my wife said this morning, because she wasn't wasn't nearly as affected as I was, but she was kind of she her stomach 
was kind of sour, a little bit of sour stomach kind of. Yeah. So she says, uh, she says when she gets home from work, she says, I think we're going to have to put Taco Bell in the same category as White Castle. Oh, oh, but, so but, but, White- that's a, but that's like at the top of the pier. Maybe so, not for people, maybe not for people our age. But like White Castle, ladies and gentlemen, is a legendary greasy snack. Would you put KFC in the same reign? No, see, see, I don't know how how you did it back in your heyday of alcohol. But our thing was, you know, you'd be out all night at the bar drinking, and then you'd either go to a diner, or you would hit up White Castle, because you know when you're drunk and you're on your way home. You go to White Castle, you get those, like you said, greasy burgers, and it goes down, and it really helps with the alcohol absorption, and you feel a little bit better in the morning, not much, but you feel a little bit better. But if you eat them when you're sober, your stomach is really not happy. And we now have to put Taco Bell in the same category. When you're drinking... And you're out at three, four o'clock in the morning. You hit up a Taco Bell. You get that taco in you. Same effect as White Castle. But when you have it for dinner on a Thursday night, when you're not drinking and you're just done with work, your stomach doesn't appreciate that. I Listen, I agree. Taco Bell, White Castle, KFC, guaranteed movements. You don't need that fucking chocolate or, an, or, or a suppository or something. That that makes you. We're getting older. I, I grant it. I give it to you, but I love. But yeah, and that, and that's the thing too, because we are in an older age. Like yeah. you know, I can't do the things I did in my twenties. I can't consume all the things I did that I did in my twenties. You know, you find these things out. You don't realize it until it hits you. Like oh, I can't do this anymore. And uh, Mike Jolitz is chiming in. He says Taco Bell at two a.m. is the best. Where and is again, Mike Jolis? You know, Why can't I see him? Two, I don't know. Uh, two, oh, there two a.m., four a.m. You know, you're out drinking Taco Bell, White Castle, diner, anything greasy. Yep. is the best. Yeah, not at seven o'clock at night when you're having dinner with the family. It's not good. It's gonna give you anal gonorrhea, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's it it's so. When the drink comes, and it's coming. I All right, because we're kind of leading this on before we get to the next. Right. Uh, I, know, I know it's coming. It was made. I'm just waiting because, uh, you know, she was up a little bit in the night, too, so we're all kind of tired. Does, and, uh, does it have, like, milk of magnesia or something in it? I can't wait. No, I, I, I said, you know, I said it can't be anything heavy, like a cream-based drink. It, it's got to be something lighter and, and fruity. So what it's called, I forget what it's called. It's like a cherry firecracker or some shit. You have fought through big old, bigger battles than this one, though. You're going to make it. You're going to get fine. You need some peanut butter whiskey. Cleanse the colon a little bit and you'll be fine. You're going to smoke some, you know, some, some, some pork butt or something tomorrow. You're going to be just fine. Duck. I am I am oh. making duck a l'orange on the smoker on the smoker. Okay, I do have to tell you while we're waiting for the drink, ladies and gentlemen. And trust me, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. 
But I now have this fascination. I haven't bought it yet. But I want to combine smoking. Mm-hmm. But I want to dish my uh, my uh, gas barbecue. I want to go charcoal. I'm watching a show, and uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, and I still can't remember his name. I want a, char- a cheap charcoal barbecue. I'm, I'm yeah, learning. You, I mean, you get those little kettle, those little Weber kettle grills. Yeah, those round. Yeah, and you, you get move those the, for like 100 you, bucks. You move the charcoal, the ones, oh, I can't. It's my new, my new thing. Yeah, so, well, my smoker is charcoal. It's a gravity feed smoker, charcoal in the chute. Burns the smoke and the heat come come out and come out the back, and then my other grill is a propane grill. Well, can, where is the wood? The wood is in the hopper, so so you you put the wood in the hopper with the charcoal, and you also put wood in the um, the bin the the where the ash the ash bin. So I have a grate that goes on top, so all the ashes drop below the grate. And you put the wood on top of the grate, so as the uh, the charcoal embers come down. It smoke, you know, it starts burning the wood, and the smoke from the wood comes through, uh, along with the charcoal uh, smoke and all of that. It all comes through. So there's a, there's an electric fan that keeps it going, keeps the, keeps the temperature steady, and it blows, keeps it lit, blows the smoke and the heat out through the uh, whatever it's called, the tunnel, and, and then it goes out the back. Very sophisticated. Anyway, listen, I didn't plan on spending this much time waiting for drink of the week. Should I move to the next segment? Uh, sure. And then when it comes. All right. Just tell her to stand by and don't let the ice cubes melt. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's got to be prime time because, oh, never mind. Oh, I thought he was. That was a smooth move. I thought he was reaching. For the drink of the week, and he was oh, just no, taking a, <laughs> a wee swig of his beer. That was awesome. Anyone that knows me knows that this is the highlight of any show, according to me. When we go to the Twitter shits, and we don't get it every week because it's 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 hard to come by. It's in demand. It's Mike Jolitz. But we are fortunate enough to have the Twitter shits this week, and here we go. Now, it's time for another edition of Twitter Shits with Mike Jolitz. Mike Jolitz, Twitter Shits. You write the tweets and he reads it. Mike Jolitz, Twitter Shit. You write the tweets and he reads it. Mike Jolitz, Twitter Shit. You write the tweets and he reads it. Fucking shit, alright! Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Twitter Shits. Alrighty, guys, this is where I take a fun-filled Twitter story and read what Twitter had to say about it. Alright, on today's episode, from my go-to guy, Rob Reiner. That's at Rob Reiner. Check all his bullshit out. Alright, here we go, from Rob Reiner. Head-to-head, Biden slaughters Trump. The only way Trump has any chance is a third-party candidate. At iBone, my sister tweeted, Doubt it. Once the debates start, Trump doesn't need a teleprompter or softball questions. At Homer J. Simpson, and you have to do this in the voice. Picture it. Look at me. I'm an emotionally unstable liberal who can't get on with my life because Trump used to be my president. 
at Johnny is so gay tweeted on what unicorn farting fairy dust type of planet do you live on and how much LSD are you currently consuming hourly at I love Cox game Cox tweeted it will be so worth it to enjoy watching your meltdown for four more years at Randy will do anyone tweeted then why are you trying so hard to keep him from running at Timmy, Timmy, strong candidates, welcome competition, dumbass. At D Gauss, my balls tweeted, the only thing being slaughtered is an entire cow for your three dinners tonight. <laughs> At Unoriginal tweeted, I don't always read something so mind-numbingly stupid, but when I do, it's from a Biden supporter. <laughs> At I stutter when I type tweeted, or one who stays awake during a debate. At Droopy Balls tweeted, you're so clearly living in an alternative reality. At Ed the Dick Doc tweeted, you are a meathead. At Donkey Punch tweeted, do you warn your HOA before you take a dump? At Yippee motherfucker tweeted, that there, I'll say, that there is some bullshit. At Drop My Load tweeted, that's what they said about Hillary in 2016. At Blow Me It's Christmas tweeted, debate is where it starts and ends, fat boy. <laughs> At Gay Pig Fucker tweeted, that's what Hildebeest thought. At I'm a Schmuck tweeted, is this a parody account? And finally, in the Twitter shits. At Zany Bob tweeted, you mean in a debate, booby? Alrighty, guys, that does it for this. The Twitter shits. Thank you, Rob Reiner. This is always a good time. Alrighty, guys, that does it for the Twitter shits. I'll be back next time, hopefully with another episode. Bye-bye. I appreciate you have the drink of the week, but... It's hard to squeeze her butt cheeks and... and just hold on a minute. We, we got to we got to get through this segment, which I don't I don't I don't care what any of you say out there. There's great segments, Choo Choo's new AI, Mike reads the news, other things that we come up with as we as we go through a season. But I I, I don't think Twitter shits was new enough last year to get nominated, and it is by far my favorite segment. And what I like to do, ladies and gentlemen, is I like to tell you my five favorite Twitter handles. And there was probably ten or eight. I like them all. But here we go. Mm-hmm. And and you can add on in, in chat. Type if you like something as well, please. Number five, Randy will do anyone. Very nice. Good for you, Randy. Uh, this goes out to South Carolina. Uh, I love Cox. Game Cox. I had, I had that one as well. I like that one. Um, I was really struggling with the last three and more so with the last two. But number three is going to be I bone my sister. Okay. <laughs> Not me personally. I have not boned sister. I have three of them, and I wouldn't bone any of them, by the way. I hope not. Sometimes you got to clarify. It was a Twitter name. It's not me saying that. It really came down to a tough one. And I'll tell you, number two is going to be a soundbite. I'm going to go back. I'm going to clip this. 
We're going to play this throughout the year. Absolutely loved it. Timmy? Timmy! Timmy! <laughs> it's going to be a sound clip. It's going to be loaded on the soundboard. I loved it. I really struggled with it. I loved it. Timmy? Timmy! <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. Might be a show note. Who knows? But I'm sorry. This one is really cool. I stutter when I type. Oh, I, I didn't do that right. Hang on, hang on. I didn't do it. And the right. number one Twitter handle is. I got too excited. I stutter when I type. That's a good one. I can't wait until we have that award at the end of the year for the best Twitter handle because you're writing them down. I'm not. I but. Am. Um, I have, I have, uh, let me see. Hold on. I'm going to get back to the page. Yes, but Timmy, Timmy is going to be a sound bite. We're going to use that during news stories and various things. I, I so, fucking loved it. So far, we have 10 winners. We've okay. 10 weeks of Twitter shits. There's going to be more. So, Oh, of course. All right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, um, let me again get this soundboard up because it is time for Mrs. Bay presents the drink of the week. So again, we, we discussed the, the Taco Bell and when we were talking about the, the drink, uh, I said uh, nothing, uh, nothing heavy and cream based, uh, something fruity and uh, light. And that's what we have. We have it's called the. The cherry firecracker, which is amaretto, vodka, dark cherry juice, and six tablespoons of sugar. Oh, that's that's, that's really good for you. That's not going to spike your fucking diabetes. That's why I take pills for it. <laughs> so I can modern medicine, like ladies and gentlemen. Modern medicine. So th this is the drink. Uh, there is no more, correct? This is a double, so this this is it for the night. All right, and we 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 here at Cave Crew Radio want you to heal. And, and she just said that's an ice cream bowl full of alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a big. I love how she comes up, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's not just the drink itself. Even my wife has uh, commented on this. Yep. It's the cool uh, goblets or glasses. And also the garnishments and stuff like that. Mrs. B has something to say. She, she's running out. So uh, as uh, we've talked about that the drink of the week is, is no longer just a drink because people are noticing and people are commenting on the vehicles for the drink, the garnishments on the drink, uh, you know, everything. So it's not just a glass of alcohol. You just garnished it last week. Well, that's that's part of it. She says I shit on her garbage. Well, you you did like the umbrella last week, and you also complained about the sandwich. Well, the sandwich. I mean, there was a sandwich on the drink <laughs> for the jokey Smurf. Yes, uh, but yes. Yeah, so so that is that that is all, all part of it. And we've discussed this before. That's why there, there's uh, Amazon stuff of oh, look at this glass. This will be a cool glass to have a drink in. Not by me. By her. Yeah. I, I think we have a new category for the end of the year. The drink of the year. 
Oh, the drink of the year. Okay. Yeah. But I, oh, God. Then we're, then we're going to have firework drinks. Uh, but yeah, so, so we could do when we have our yearly awards, we could have the, the drink of the year, but I don't, I don't keep track of all the drinks, you know, every week. No, we'd have to go back from show to right. show or if one of our, uh, our influencers out there, uh, in, in podcast land or live want to start writing things down. Um, it's not a paid job, but we appreciate it. But yeah, I'd like to see a sparkler. Coming out of a drink one night, like a, I think coming out of a drink. Did you ever That's see? Have you ever seen that show on? I think it's ABC where they do like the Christmas light competition. What happened? She, she's talking to me about like more accoutrements for the drink. Yes, I I, I, I really think this segment can grow. If we are going to have longevity in this business, we need to grow our creativity. And I think Mrs. B, as uh, now nominated executive producer, uh, can really help us with this. Oh, so you're now executive producer of the show, just so you know. But yes, no, this is her. Seg this is 100% her segment because she's the one that comes to me with the glasses. She's the one that does all the, the, the garnishments. I'd say eight times out of ten, I have no idea what the drink is. It's a secret. She's just making it and bringing it down and surprising me. Uh, sometimes she'll throw out ideas, you know, she'll like text me while she's at work. So this, again, this is what she does at work too. She's looking for drink ideas. It's great. She's ideas. working at work. That That's right. really awesome. Right. So, so uh, She's in charge of what? Like the stock market. And then she's yeah, looking like for drink. Oh, this yeah. is, this is, this is why we're in a depression, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, so yeah, I get the text messages of, what do you think about the, you know, the, like uh, a list of three drinks with the ingredients? And all. What do you think of these? You know, uh, do they sound good? And, you know, may I say one or, you know, maybe we'll keep looking, whatever. But, yes, this is 100% her segment of the show. Yeah. And she has taken it and run with it. Run with it. She loves creativity. Uh, Mike Jolis, by the way, is saying fans should vote on the drink of the year. We fans will add it. Drink of the year, yeah. We will add it to the award show. The award show was just something new we came up with. Uh, Hall of Fame, favorite segment, favorite show, favorite guest. We'll, we'll, we'll add it to that. But speaking of creativity, which is a time you're going to need to mute. Mrs. B has something or? No, no, she's, she's leaving now. All right. Run to the bathroom, my dear. Run to the bathroom. Uh, speaking of creativity, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a segment now. And before I cue this up, I want to tell you, choo-choo stew AI. I'm already getting texts and emails and why don't you do this? And why don't you make Big B into an AI character and yada, yada, yada. And this is a lot of fun. So I bought, I purchased two programs for the show. One is to make the AI character and the other one is now to write the scripts. Oh. The first couple of scripts I wrote. Mm -hmm. But now the script is written by an AI. So I type in an idea and the AI types it. And then I put it over to this program with the actual thing. So we got two AIs for you tonight. If you want a choo-choo stew AI story um, or another choo-choo AI that you invent, email us at gatecrewradio at gmail.com. Comment in the Facebook group 
Cave Crew Radio, Twitter, Cave Crew Radio, everywhere, Cave Crew Radio, uh, in chat, wherever. And we will put into consideration a Choo Choo Stew AI or another AI character of your choice into a video on the show. And just like America's Funniest Videos, you may win a t-shirt. Ooh, uh, if your AI character or story mm-hmm. is chosen, we're going to put you in a draw in the year-end awards. Let's, let's, let's do everything there. All right. Let's mute. Um, choo-choo still AI. Before I mute myself, he used to have a girlfriend, uh, Lisa, who was a uh, Aborigines and many, many stories he told on the show. But this one is going to be fun. This is uh, when he took Lisa, the one-legged Aborigines, to a park, uh, the carnival, let's call it. Here we go. Choo-choo Stew AI. Hello, guys, it's me. Choo-choo Stew AI, can you hear me, Brian and DK? Hello, Mike Joe Lips. I have a wee story for you. Choo Choo Stew from London, England is a cook with a rather interesting story. He is dating Lisa, who happens to be Aboriginal and has one leg. On a fun-filled day, after indulging in some delicious jelly deals, they decide to take a ride on the Ferris wheel. Little did they know that this amusement park adventure would turn into a hilarious comedy. As they are enjoying the view from the top, Lisa's leg unexpectedly becomes loose and ends up falling off. Shocked and amused, Choo Choo Stew tries his best to keep a straight face while helping Lisa retrieve her leg. This extraordinary mishap adds an unexpected twist to their day turning it into a memorable and laughter-filled experience. Their unique relationship and the comedic nature of this incident bring joy and entertainment to those around them. Just goes to show that even in the most unexpected circumstances, love and laughter conquer all. See you next time, gents. This is Choo Choo Stew AI signing off. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. You never know what the next adventure of Choo Choo Stew AI will be. Now, this was this was the first script that, that was written by AI. Yes. For Choo Choo Stew AI with just the idea of Lisa the One-Legged Aborigine. Right. So what what I do, and, and, and you can input as well, and anyone in chat, and cavecoradio at gmail.com, there's a contact page on... Uh, uh, on the webpage at, at cavecrewradio.com, uh, I type in uh, Choo Choo Stew, uh, a chef in England, um, dated an Aborigines girl uh, who has one leg. Uh, they went on a Ferris wheel, and it's a comedy, I think I put in. Mm-hmm. And this is what, and, and this is beautiful. This is us keeping up with the times now so that was the very first script written by ai for choo choo stew ai may i input 
for next week or the the following week because we're not yeah, gonna be here. Yeah, week. yeah. So the next iteration of Choo Choo Stew AI, written by AI, I would like the story of when Choo Choo Stew almost fought Mike Tyson. Okay, I love it. That's a great idea. I got it. Guys, send us your ideas. Um, everyone seems to love it. And as a bonus, in just a little while, we're going to have a character that Mike Jolich, when he was live, suggested, Choo Choo You. Ooh, we're branching off in Choo Choo's. But yes, Mike Tyson is the next story. That That's going to be a good one. I like, and, and, and so, so all these stories that you've seen from Choo Choo Stew AI are based in stories that Choo Choo Stew told us. Right, so so this is almost like an alternate universe, like we were talking on the pre-show. Right. So, you know, th this was, so as the story goes, uh, you know, the, the leg didn't fall off on the Ferris wheel and all that. The story was, uh, I don't know if that was the one where he puked in the fishbowl. But well, we could hear about that at a later date, too. Right. I mean, uh, uh, but, but yeah, this is the fun of it. So now for next time, uh, Choo Choo Stew uh, in real life did tell us the time he almost fought Mike Tyson. He did, they just in Vegas, him. by the way. In, in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Um, uh, with and, a cowboy uh, hat on. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, so I want to hear what AI comes up with for Choo Choo Stew AI to tell the story of almost fighting Mike Tyson. I, I don't know if I think Stu still listens. I don't want to insult him. I know he's retired, but Choo Choo Stu AI could be bigger than Choo Choo Stu. It could take the world by storm. I'm anxiously awaiting, as you just said, Choo Choo You. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. But we got to keep moving because we got a lot of things to get to, right? So I believe next on the agenda is is our. Uh, version of the news okay. and um, there we go this is radio behind the headlines this week in weird news yes ladies and gentlemen a segment we do this week in weird news I'm moving around oh I know Big B is going to love this one uh, here we go <laughs> Canadian story, yeah. I believe. I was just going to ask. I'm assuming this is Canadian. Uh, I don't know where Chilliwack is. But Chilliwack is in BC. Is in BC, British yeah. Columbia. British Columbia, Columbia, yeah. We call it okay. BC. Uh, so this this comes, the very first story of the night comes from the Surrey Now Leader. I don't know what the hell that is, but that's where it comes from. Right. The headline reads, BC couple launching hunger strike to protest pickleball noise. Now, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the show previously, you have to go back at least a year and know DK's obsession with pickleball, pickleball and how if he entered a pickleball tournament, he would dominate. According but to him. listen, remember also I talked about John McEnroe and Andre Agassi. And there was this thing on NBC one Sunday when it was raining and I had nothing else. They were playing pickleball. I don't remember a lot of noise. It's it, it, it's basically a combination of uh, ping pong and tennis. 
so so it's a wiffle ball with with uh, uh, tennis rackets on a small hard surface court. Right. So there's going to be noise of the ball hitting the court. There's also going to be cheering and you know people mm-hmm. talking smack, whatever. So yeah. there's going to be noise. It's you know, like if it was me, I'd be like, yeah, smash it down excited. Grandpa's throat. You'd be very excited. Uh, a, a Chilliwack couple fed up with the noise from a neighboring pickleball court are going next level in their protest. Starting Sunday, this past Sunday, July 23rd, Rajneesh and Harpreet Dwan right. say they are staging a hunger strike that will continue until the city of Chilliwack decommissions the courts at King at Kinsman Park on Portage Avenue. I, can I say something? Uh-huh. Judging by these people that are doing the hunger strike, it's not like me and you uh, giving up Taco Bell and, and, and steaks. They pretty much live on kale and ginger. Well, as they reference in this... Uh, as they reference in this uh, comment... <laughs> But because I, you know, they get these pop-ups. So I know, I know. But I'm just trying to like add to the commentary to get you through the pop-ups. Uh, as uh, quote, as staunch followers of Mahatma Gandhi, we have decided to follow the path shown by him to deal with systemic injustice. Right. It's a little bit different when Gandhi was wanting the freedom of the Indian people, and they don't want a pickleball court. Right. It's a little bit different. But they 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 needed a point of reference. I guess. So their historical point of reference is not someone's playing a boombox on Main Street. Their historical point of reference is Gandhi was fighting for an entire nation. Right. We are gonna fight for us in room B one twelve. You you see how Micro, the the uh, the world has gotten. Yeah, we went from one man fighting for the freedom of a nation to one couple fighting for noise in their bedroom. Right, and these are the people, ladies and gentlemen. And again, you can send me hate mail; I could care less. These are the people we are opening our floodgates to and saying, "Welcome to Canada and the USA." Please change things at will. Uh, Rajneesh wrote in a letter, quote, we would prefer death over continuing to live the life of second-class citizens that we have been reduced to due to the callous and discriminatory attitude of the city, unquote. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There is a pickleball court across the street. They are now being discriminated against because people are enjoying themselves in outdoor activities. And I'm sure they're not doing it too late in the evening. Like I'm, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's city bylaws that say you know, like uh, I don't know, what's a cool time to call it quits? Ten o'clock? Nine p.m. Nine p.m. You are ready to con- compare yourself to Joan of Arc being burnt at the stake, to Gandhi, um, to, to, to Martin Luther King over pickleball. Over pickleball. And uh, as the, fond as I am of this sport, you people are idiots. <laughs> uh, the Dewans uh, brought a home on Woodbine Street in 2017. At the time, there were no pickleball courts, and they considered it a plus to hear the sounds of the adjacent park. 
quote, I drew creative energy from activities going on in the park, which included watching people play tennis, children enjoying, enjoying the slides and swings, people taking a stroll or walking their dogs, and youths enjoying late night parties. <laughs> so wait, hold wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. I think we're on the same ball. Go ahead. <laughs> so youths enjoying late night parties. Yeah, Let's bonfires and bonfires and metal. Tennis doesn't make noise. Have you ever heard Steffi Graf play? It sounds like an orgasm in a pornography. So the, uh, what is it? Uh, youths, where is it? The uh, youth party. Enjoying late night parties. So let's break that down real quick. Uh, when I was a youth enjoying a late night party in a park, or when you, DK, I'm sure were enjoying a late night party in the park, it included, as you mentioned, bonfires. It included copious amounts of alcohol. It included drugs, marijuana, at least, maybe some other things. And sexual intercourse with teenage girls, with protection, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I always wore a Jimmy into battle. And when we were doing the partying, lots of heavy metal music. Yes, of course, loud music, bonfires, 10 feet in the air, Pickleball, ladies and gentlemen. So, it sounds like this when it hits. Tat. Tat. Ah, <laughs> oh, you beat me. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, the drug-fueled rage of a teenage bonfire-driven party is wonderful compared to the sounds of the highly discriminatory, horrific game of pickleball. Right. It's got to be something like maybe we're interfering with squash or one of the games they prefer, high lie, uh, cricket. Choose the hill you die on, brother. You might as well come out and say, we enjoyed the sounds of, uh, of uh, open vasectomies without anesthesia. <laughs> it was fun. It was creative. Excuse but not pickleball. That's going to take me a minute. Uh, quote, none of the sounds from such activities bothered us. It became part of our soundscape, especially during summers when most of the windows in our home are kept open. But when the pickleball courts were added in 2019 and resurfaced in 2021, the sound of plastic balls hitting plastic paddles became unbearable. Rajneesh brought his concerns to the city 11 months ago, suggesting the courts were installed without consulting neighbors and were constructed without any noise studies. Can you Other imagine this guy at city council? Hello. I would like to put a motion before council. The pickleball is very loud. Other municipalities have dealt with the pickleball problem. In Port Moody, any court within 350 feet of residential properties usually requires noise abatement. I don't know what they do for noise abatement. I don't understand because in my hometown here, they're crying for more pickleball courts. They're taking down tennis courts. They're taking down basketball courts. People want more pickleball. People love pickleball here. It's an outdoor harmless activity that's basically tennis with a wiffle ball. Right. It's harmless. It's people having getting exercise. It's not like they're they're stringing people up by the testicles and burning them at the stake. Apparently this couple would enjoy that type of noise. 
Well, they apparently enjoyed the teenage orgies. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not, you know, it's not the 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 Viking justice of the year 890 when they would burn people for committing crimes. And, you know, the whole town would gather and watch. They would enjoy these things, but not pickleball. Now, 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 when you are threatening to conduct a hunger strike, this is forget all the other stuff you, you present all the you, do you sit on your lawn in a wicker lawn chair and just not eat with a with a with a sign on Bristol board how how do you conduct a hunger hunger strike i've never done this well uh to use their example of mahatma gandhi so when mahatma gandhi was he was he was uh, incarcerated he was in prison and he refused to eat like they would, you know, they would give him meals and he refused to eat right. until his people were free. Uh, and, you know, his, his country, you know, his country was became an independent country uh, free from all occupation. Right. Tibet. Uh, was it Tibet? I, I guess. Yeah. I believe. I. Um, so he went on a hunger. That was a public thing. Right. He was on a hunger strike. He was imprisoned. Uh, and you know, there was daily you know news written about it. So that was that was, you know, that caused a worldwide outcry. Right. And there's been other various hunger strikes for different things that you read about, but it's always for a major cause. It's not like I want Joe next door to cut it down his evergreen tree. Right. But in this case, this couple going on a hunger strike because they don't like pickleball, again, I don't know if that means, like you said, they're going to sit on their lawn 24 hours a day and just not eat and show everybody, or are they going to sit in their house and say they're not eating? And if they do that, how do we know they're not eating? Right. And don't you agree that this is really when we need a guy like Jerry Springer again? We, we, we Jerry, we, Springer, we, we, Jerry Springer, Maury Povich, whoever. We need a host, Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil would come and mediate the, 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 the negotiations between the park, uh, uh, the pickleball parks and the unwanting couple that live up, like across the street. Apparently. Uh, will you be providing updates uh, on this story? Uh, probably not. Okay. Because much like the citizens of Chilliwack, I don't give a shit if they don't eat the rest of their idiotic lives. I hope they don't. Yeah, and we go away. They wither away. They become skeletons sitting on their chair, yeah. watching the prices right, right, listening to fucking pickleball. And become a Good Halloween riddance. and become a Halloween attraction in Chilliwack once a year. Good riddance. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, here's what we're going to swap over to. This, this this one, I didn't even know if it was good, but it was kind of bizarre. So I'll turn this one over to you. Yeah, give me a second. I got to pull it up. Um, yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, so pickleball. This next, one, this next one comes from uh, the New York Post. The headline reads, Severed penis <laughs> outside forest with note attached, quote, Reflection of your actions. This is good. Just, just that note perked my attention. And Did the poor go? guy with... I just hope the poor guy with a severed penis is transgender. Well, 
We don't know when we'll we'll talk about that later in the story. Uh, did he cut off his penis despite his vase? For those who thought receiving a horse's head in a bed, a throwback to the Godfather. Godfather two. Godfather two, ladies and gentlemen. That was no. That wasn't part two. That was one. That was two. No. The horse. I just watched Godfather like two days ago. Okay. Well, one. you're right. All right. Uh, for those who thought receiving a horse's head in a bed was the height of grotesque, a florist was flabbergasted upon discovering a package with a severed schlong outside their bodega. Uh, the, apparent, the apparent intimidation audit occurred earlier this month when a mysterious box was found at the Roses de la, de la Mochis flower shop in the center of Los Mochis, northwest uh, of Mexico City. Initially suspecting it, uh, it was an explosive device. Local police enlisted the bomb squad to investigate. After conducting a battery of tests, authorities determined that the package was not an explosive. Instead, <laughs> instead, the parcel harbored an amputated piece of male anatomy, like a pornographic version of what's in the box. <laughs> From the movie Seven. Hold while I write things down. Okay, so the way this story is leading is that this person did it to themselves. I was kind of leaning towards a Wayne Bobbitt kind of thing where the woman got pissed off. She didn't like the flowers. Well, if they did it to themselves, they wouldn't exactly report it. Like, like they'd have to go to the hospital. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a part. I cut my fingernails, ladies and gentlemen. I do not cut my penis. This is true. Uh, the package adorned with a funeral floral wreath, came <laughs> with a sinister note inside that read, the reflection of your actions so you can educate yourself and get off my balls. I, I, I'm having a hard time following this story. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the National Guard and the Mexican Army also carried out several tests on the member. Oh, you just what clarified things. You just said the Mexican Army. I now, so we're in Mexico with a little bit too much tequila and that little tobacco. tobacco. I'm, I'm okay. I'm in. I'm in. This is Mexico. Yeah, I'm in now. What? It says the National Guard and the Mexican Army also carried out several tests on the member. What tests are they conducting? DNA. severed dick. What do you need to know? Pull your pants down. Let me see what you got. <laughs> the authorities have not yet identified the X-rated bouquet sender, nor the unfortunate soul who is left well uh, with, well, a uh, dick in the box. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Timberlake, dick in a box. However, this isn't the first unsettling item that's been left outside this particular flower shop. Previously, the florist had found uh, several macabre mannequins okay. related to untimely ends, including a depiction of Santa, uh, uh, Santa Morte, also known as Our Lady of Holy Death. Mm. Coincidentally, this comes several months after police were involved in an intense shootout with gang members in the vicinity of the florist, which ended with the authorities getting overwhelmed and fleeing the scene. I don't think this is like your normal florist shop. Probably not. Yeah, I'm getting I that feeling. I would assume it is a cartel. Yeah. Uh, like, not a halfway house, but 
like a cartel's. I know what you're saying, like, but but I'm I'm getting a bad feeling of what's behind those Barbie doll walls. Right. Yeah. Uh, it remains unclear if the incident, which is captured in the above security camera video, which that's the picture uh, you have, uh, was related to the phallic valent- valentine or the diabolical dummies. Meanwhile, this is just the latest incident in which someone has sent an unusual item to deliver a mysterious and stomach-turning message. In January, a scorned woman got back at her ex by placing a dead fish in his mailbox <laughs> every day. A video detailing the Godfather-esque revenge ploy currently boasts 2.2 million views on... Wait a minute, wait a minute, I wasn't even ready for that. It's happened where? On TikTok. Quote, my toxic trait is that I post uh, raw fish through my ex's letterbox every day, reads the caption to the fishy clip, which was posted by a user named at Katie Burr 5. Everybody go and follow at Katie Burr 5. Uh, the footage, uh, there's accompanying footage. I don't know where it is. I don't care. Uh, shows the woman uh, shoving the unconventional Carpaccio into the alleged ex's mail slot uh, like a devious door dasher. Uh, and while uh, Katie didn't disclose what uh, sparked the tiff, she explained in the comments that she dreamed up the odoriferous measure to make him miss me. So if you're putting fish, dead fish, in the mailbox to make him miss you, that tells me you don't exactly cleanse yourself below the belt. (laughs) You kind of stink like fish. You need vinegar and water, a.k.a. Gill may help. A.k.a. the douche. The douche. Yeah. All right. I have a sneaky feeling, ladies and gentlemen, we are not going to get through everything tonight, but that's okay. We always carry it over. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna give you a, a full show. Um, I don't even remember what's next here. Oh, speaking of stinky, <laughs> I, you know, we have a little bit of a spill, and I when I. Was reading the stories to give you the. Um, Sorry. Right. Reading the stories to give you the the uh, order. I didn't quite follow this one, so as I read it, I'm going to see if I follow it now. Yeah, well, let's let's put it together, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's story time. It, much like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, we're going to do this together. Yes, we're going to explore this modern mystery. We're going to go to the land of make believe. And have the king of the castle help us determine what's going on in this picture. King of the castle AI. I just got an idea. King but anyway. Of the castle AI. Yeah. This next story comes from Fox 61. Headline reads, poop spilled from semi-truck causes multiple crashes on Interstate 95. I have so many questions already. Well, I have immediately because they say his name. His name is Shaky Stevenson Joseph. <laughs> of Just the guy I want to hire to run my trucking company. Right. Uh, of Waterbury, which is in Connecticut. This is where this is. Okay. Connecticut. 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 Welcome uh, to the show. arrested and charged, apparently. Yeah. Uh, a Waterbury man was arrested for spilling poop 
from a semi-truck on Interstate 95 northbound and causing multiple car crashes due to the slick roadways. And the stench. Around uh, 10.33 p.m. on Monday, Connecticut State Troop G was called to the area between exit 27 and exit 30 on I-95 northbound in Bridgeport for reports of a large semi-truck spilling an unknown substance onto the roadway from the trailer. The tractor-trailer did not stop and exited the highway onto local streets. Police said multiple car crashes were reported in the area due to the slick roadway. Two Connecticut, uh, two Connecticut state police cruisers were also involved in different car crashes as a result of the slick roadway. Following an investigation, the driver of the tractor-trailer was identified as Shaky Stevenson Joseph of Waterbury. <laughs> Joseph was contacted by his employer uh, to pull over his tractor trailer to the right shoulder of Route 8, northbound exit 17 off-ramp for state police. Joseph was charged in violation of 12 counts of reckless endangerment, first-degree reckless driving, and operation of a motor vehicle with an unsecured load. (laughs) Joseph was processed and released after posting his $25,000 cash uh, bond and is scheduled to appear at the Bridgeport Superior Court. Now, can I? I read it again, and I still don't understand the story. Okay, so I, I, I just can I preface my comment by saying I have not transported shit. However, I know this one guy. Who goes around and he like he has this like vacuum truck that that sucks shit at at like um, camping places and stuff or septic tanks. Right. And, and, and the truck itself is almost like a fuel truck. Like a, it, it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've seen them. How would you transfer shit in a square cube van transport truck? Again, this is why I don't understand this story. This because is I know like, exactly what you're talking about. The the septic trucks that you know, uh, you know, will clean your septic tanks and blah blah blah. You know, they have all these funny puns on their truck. You know, to make it funny. Right. They're saying it's a tractor trailer. Now, when I think of tractor trailer, I think exactly what you did. These square, uh, uh, not square, but a rectangular truck. Right. What we see wheeler. on the screen, right? What you like, see on the screen, right? Like you're shipping Doritos or mattresses. Right. That you yeah. see on the highway that, you know, is going cross country to the next Walmart or wherever. It was leaking shit onto the highway. <laughs> How is it? What is it? What is its load? Because it never told us what its load was. It never told us what company it was. How is it leaking shit? The, the, the picture in the story is, is that track, a square tractor trailer. If it's a square tractor trailer, does it, it now, now we all know fertilizer. If it's fertilizer, fertilizer is a dirt-like substance. Right. right. It's, it's gone through the processing where it's dirt-like. This so was a liquid. This, this was right. clearly a liquid this in a tractor clearly. trailer. Right. So, you know, people are crashing because the slick roadways, the, the dirt-like uh, substance on the road isn't really going to create a, a, a slick roadway. So it's got to be a liquid form of shit. Right. Is this animal shit? Is it human shit? Is a combination of both. Where does it come from? Why is he hauling it? 
What company does he work for? Why is it in a box truck? <laughs> how is he containing it? How is he containing it? And how is it leaking out of the truck? And he didn't know. Like, if you're, you're going to, like, store some liquid, ladies and gentlemen, you're either going to put it in, like, a, a jug or you're going to put it in a Ziploc bag. Is How are you moving liquid shit in a transport truck? That is the question we need to know. Is he trying to is he trying to do it like, you know, like like people transport moonshine in the fucking little jars that, you know, will fell over and cracked and now it's liquid shit pouring everywhere, leaking out of the bottom of the doors? I don't know. No I idea have how no this happened. No idea how this story leaves out so much. And that's a lot of shit in that picture. If in just in that picture alone, but it's caused several accidents on I-95. Now, for, for those out there who don't know what I-95 is, I-95 goes from California to Maine. Yep. It is the, the interstate highway along the East Coast that goes top to bottom. So you can get to every state along the East Coast by going through I-95. I don't know. like like, And this caused several accidents, including police car accidents, because of the slick roadways. There is so much that's left out of this story that we'll never know. Unsafe transportation of dangerous goods. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah, uh, but I would like to know more. Uh, feel free to Google, investigate any of these stories, ladies and gentlemen, and get back to us with some facts because, again, liquid manure in a... Uh, I, I, I deal with these trucks all the time. I also deal with fuel trucks. Fuel trucks deliver liquid. Box trucks deliver packaged goods. Solid objects. So, I have no idea. No idea, Big B. I do not have the answer for you. Uh, however, where are we going here? Oh, the, this one's kind of cute, too. I kind of like this one. Uh, somehow, I feel I, New York in this story. It's not New York, and I didn't like this story at all. I hate both of them. Oh, okay. Uh, this next story comes from the New York Post. Headline reads, I fell in love with my mugger after <laughs> he robbed me in the street. It's getting better and better. I hate both of them. He stole her phone and then her heart. A Brazilian woman brought new meaning to the crime of passion after revealing that she fell in love with a mugger who robbed her and now the two have become inseparable. The duo detailed their, their alleged romantic saga in a Twitter video with over 232,000 views. Anything to influence. We put up good content. We actually work at things, and we can't get 232,000 views. I was walking down the street where he lives, and unfortunately, I was mugged. The woman identified as Emanuela told reporters while uh, recounting their quote-unquote, first to date yeah. at a media event in Brazil. Uh, she recalled how the thief took her phone, but then he saw Emanuela's number in there. He said... I have so many uh, questions uh, already, I, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, many questions. Uh, so he mugged her. Okay, yes, he mugged. Uh, the, the woman identified... Yeah, okay. Uh, he, they were recounting their first date. She recalled how the thief took her phone but when he saw Emanuela's number in there, he said he had been the one who robbed. Well, that's one way to get someone's phone number. Oh, yes. 
Meanwhile, the un- unidentified phone jacker claimed that he had a sudden change of heart mid-robbery. <laughs> Quote. I, was going I saw the lies. I was going through a difficult situation because I didn't have a woman. You could masturbate for fuck's sakes. Uh, how we first met story. Uh, when, when I saw her photo on the phone, I said to myself, what a beautiful brunette. You don't see a brunette like that every day. And I regretted stealing it. The reporter joked, so you stole her phone and then her heart. I hate everybody in this story. Oh, I don't like this. The two have now reportedly been dating for two years. Although it's yet unclear how her parents feel about having an outlaw for an in-law. <laughs> oh, geez. These aren't, these aren't even show name worthy. No, not, not even a little bit. Needless to say, the Twitter uh, commentariat was in hysterics over the duo's story of love at first swipe. Can we, like, get a, um, you know, they have that floor that opens, so, like, you you come out, you do your thing, and if the story fails, we should have, like, a doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-boop. I, I, I like the old gong show where they yeah. come out with the big, the big hook and hook them off the stage. Yeah. I don't even, I, I, I don't have a gong sound effect, but I think I'm going to get one. It's There's, only in Brazil, explain, exclaimed Brazilian journalist Milton Nieves on Twitter while dealing with their bad romance. Love can accomplish anything, quipped one commenter. Another joked, bandit fetish is more common than we can imagine. Brazil is not for amateurs, joked the third. I nominate this for worst story of the year, and I think we should cut it off. It's it's not even worthy of radio play. This is terrible. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna immediately uh, right now, ladies and gentlemen. We don't do this often on the show, but because we're loyal to you, our listeners, um, just forget you ever heard any of that. That was a terrible story. They're terrible people. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is our kind of story. This will get the party started again. Big Macs, French fries, filet of fish, and gonorrhea. (laughs) This next story comes from the Business Insider. This is a business story, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting real with this story. So we just heard of love uh, due to theft. Yeah. We will now hear of love in a fast food joint. Yeah. Everybody gangbanging while they're making your Big Macs. Mm. Just what I, I, yeah, I want McDonald's today. Thank God it's Wendy's. Can I have a happy meal with the STD toy? <laughs> yeah. Can I have a little bit of that special sauce? I would like a little bit of chlamydia on the side. <laughs> this comes from businessinsider.com. Headline reads, there was a gonorrhea outbreak at McDonald's at a McDonald's branch among staff who were having sex with each other. How does this even get leaked out to the public? Uh, is, well, is, is, is there not doctor... Patient confidentiality, or am I wrong? Well, we will find out about that. All right. There was an outbreak of a sexually transmitted disease at a McDonald's branch 
in the UK, we need Choo Choo Stew AI on yes. this ASAP. Is that added to the list? That uh, well, first I want to hear about Mike Tyson. Well, of course, and but then I'm, I'm, I want to hear about the gonorrhea at McDonald's in the UK. All right, I'm adding that to the list. Uh, there was an outbreak of a sexually transmitted disease at a McDonald's branch in the UK where sexual relationships between staff members were commonplace, a BBC investigation found. The investigation, based on accounts from more than 100 current and former employees, 100? Revealed, a, revealed a series of allegations of sexual assault, racism, and homophobia across different branches of the fast food chain. So they were swinging both ways. It was they a my dingling. All over the place. This is my dingling, your dingling. Everybody's playing with the same dingling. Who was ground zero? Do they, 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 they reveal who ground zero is? No. The initial case of the gonorrhea. Uh, the BBC reported that there had been an outbreak of gonorrhea among staff at a branch in Northern Ireland. Oh. But did not provide any further details. Gonorrhea is an STD that can cause infection in genitals, rectum, and throat. Ooh. In rare cases, it can lead to infertility in men, and untreated gonorrhea can also spread to blood and joints. What do you got, arthritis? No, gonorrhea of the <laughs> knuckles. Do you have ringworm? No, it's actually gonorrhea. I just need a cane. <laughs> it went undetected. <laughs> Spinostenosis? No, I got gonorrhea. Now I can't fucking walk because my spine is fucked up. Just know, it all depends where you're packing, people. The throat, the anus, and the genitals. That's a good point. Three most important places during sex. So a hand job, apparently you're safe if you sanitize after. <laughs> uh, the five-month-long BBC investigation painted a picture of a toxic work culture at the company. The BBC reported that workers, uh, some of them teenagers in their first jobs, said they were being groped and harassed regularly. I'm going to skip a lot of this stuff because it's just nonsense. Not stuff that we need to discuss. Right. It's uh, not, in a statement it's previously shared with even. Insider, the CEO of McDonald's UK and Ireland, uh, Alistair Macro, said that the company has a zero tolerance approach to any kind of harassment. And that each employee deserves to work in a safe and respectful, inclusive workplace. There are clearly instances where we have fallen short, and for that we deeply apologize. I would say and a gonorrhea outbreak is it, it, that would cause for a workplace investigation. I believe so. Yeah, he added that McDonald's UK would investigate all of the allegations. Uh, the U.S.-owned hamburger chain has 1,450 outlets in the UK. And employs 170,000 workers. How many were infected? I doesn't say. Okay. And a lot of this I skipped because there was some stuff that we just details. It's not yeah, details we don't need. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 stuff that really isn't appropriate for uh, the show. Even for us, ladies and gentlemen. Even for us. So that means that's really bad. I'm going to go after the show and read the article. It's up uh, yes. to you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have not gonorrhea, ladies and gentlemen. I hold while I write things down. I have not gonorrhea. <laughs> At least I know of. I, I, I don't have any joint pains. Let's put it that way. 
or a sore throat at the moment. Uh, what are we doing? What's the next one? Is that done? Yeah, that's done. All right. So gonorrhea outbreak, ladies and gentlemen, McDonald's. And you got to give uh, Big B the Character of the Year Award for skipping over things. If he says it's not appropriate for the show, it's really bad. Yeah, that that, that I'm I was when I was reading it the first time to to send you the order, I knew what I was going to skip. It's just yeah, it's just certain. It's, 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 it's serious allegations that we are a comedy show. We're having we're having fun. Yeah, and, and we like to laugh and joke about gonorrhea outbreaks, but there's certain things even we won't report. You should right. respect that of us. Here is a story from another place we're going to visit later in the show. We're going to make sure we have time. I mean, we're not going to get to FLA. But a lonely, lonely lady in Japan. Uh, this next story comes from mothership.sg. I don't know what the fuck site this is. Never heard of it. Hope Never I heard of it. Hope, but, I didn't uh, give it. hope I didn't give it gonorrhea by sending you that link. You gave me gonorrhea of the phone. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, headline reads, Japanese woman arrested after making 2,761 emergency calls for attention as she was lonely. A woman from Matsudo, Japan, was arrested for allegedly making 2,761 false emergency calls. Hiroku Hatagami, who lives alone, who's 51 and lives alone, explained that she had been gripped by a bout of loneliness. Chiba police, uh, police's Ma Matsudo Higashi police station arrested Hatagami on July 13th for supposedly obstructing the operations of a local fire department. Uh, the unemployed Oh, she didn't even call. See, I didn't get that far. I thought it would have been the police. Well, no, she was calling emergency lines. Oh, okay. So she okay. was tying up emergency lines, which apparently affected the fire department's response to something else. Uh, the unemployed woman was accused of making emergency calls from her home, uh, from her home and neighborhood, under the guise of being plagued by various ailments. I have a stomachache. I took a large <laughs> dose of medicine. My Did she go to Taco Bell? <laughs> I, went, I had Taco Bell for dinner last night. Uh, they were, they were just a few of the myriad of symptoms cited by the woman. The calls were made across a period of about two years and nine months. Or about three calls a day. Ooh, that's a lot. Hadagami even requested uh, the Matsudo, Matsudo Fire Department to dispatch ambulances between August 15, 2020 and May 25, 2023, uh, only to refuse help upon arrival and deny making the call. Despite, despite repeated warnings from the fire department and police station, Hadagami didn't cease her unnecessary calls, Causing the department to file a police report on June 20th, uh, Hadagami uh, was said to have uh, admitted to the allegations, providing a justification that she was equally heartbreaking as it was amusing. I was lonely and I wanted someone to listen to me and give me attention. All right. Well, they, they, they call the suicide hotline. I don't know. Like, uh, While there is some humor to be found in Hadagami's excessive emergency calls, her case belies a more sinister issue of loneliness in modern Japan, where the number of single-person households and elderly single-person house, single households are expected to be on the rise. Very sad. So, 
let's equate this to what happens here in the U.S. She decided to make emergency calls because she's lonely and she wants somebody to listen to her. Idiots here make ridiculous TikTok videos for attention and likes because they have nothing else going on in their life. Their life is based upon the amount of clicks and the amount of likes they get on a particular video. Same thing. All right. End of story. Court of urine stench, ladies and gentlemen. That was a blunt and uh, harsh. Okay, we got two more stories. We got uh, Talking FLA. We got Choo Choo U. Talking FLA, or sorry, we got two more stories. We got Mike Reads the News and we got Choo Choo U. Talking FLA will be a return next week or two uh, weeks from now. Do we want to do the final two or do we want to make it one? It's up to you. Because okay. I know we're running out of time. Which one do you want to skip? Um, we can skip the last one. I want to do this one because right. I believe this is a show name. Okay. And, and we will keep the last one and because I won't have a lot of time to gather stories. So I'll only have to shoot you about five or six. Yeah. So we'll keep the last one. Keep FLA. Yep. This one. Here we go. Again, this has nothing to do with gonorrhea. Please don't prejudge. Uh, this next story comes from the New York Post. Headline reads, U.S. influencer works as an emotional support stripper. <laughs> I love it. An Instagram influencer who shipped out to help Ukraine amid the ongoing bloody war with Russia has found her niche, aiding soldiers and volunteers as an emotional support stripper. I love emotional support strippers. We need more of it. We got peacocks. We got dogs. We got fish. And now we have strippers. I love it. Can I bring my emotional support stripper on a plane with me? Like for free? Excuse me, sir. I thought that was your wife. Yeah, but this is my emotional support stripper. Uh, Fan Pai Kwong (laughs) of Houston, Texas, created an OnlyFans account. That is free for Ukrainian soldiers and volunteers, where she describes herself as a globe-trotting girlfriend. Did you just say she was from Texas? From Houston, Texas. Uh, And her name was what? Fan Fan Pai Kyung. Oh, Uh, Lord, I love this show. She as a globe-trotting girlfriend, now volunteering in Kharkiv. Okay. The 33-year-old bombshell whose content includes videos of strip teases as air raid sirens blare and shirtless photos with rocket launchers, does everything from, and I need this explained to me, everything from free emotional breastfeeding. Um, What the fuck is free emotional breastfeeding? Excuse me. To distributing cash donations to Ukrainians and volunteers, according to her OnlyFans profile, which states proceeds go towards her humanitarian efforts. I'm the sexy girl in Ukraine who wants to volunteer and pro- and will probably put out, she told the Daily Beast. Uh, God damn it. I, she's not actually there, though, right? She's just sending videos? Uh, well, the 33... Uh, no, I did this. Uh, hold on. So fucking pop-ups. Yeah, no, and and while you're doing that, I... I, The the 2015 uh, Miss Taiwanese-American pageant competitor first headed to Ukraine in November 2022, so she is in Ukraine, to volunteer and assist refugees working at women's shelters and orphanages orphanages 
in Lviv, a city in the western part of the country, far from the front lines. Uh, Mike, Joel, however, Mike Jolitz wants to give her the uh, Nobel Peace Prize. I, I'm all for it. Yeah. The work, however, wasn't all that different from her job experiences back home, which pushed Kiong to look into assisting the military directly. Kiong, who also won first prize in the NASA Space Health Challenge in 2014, moved to Ukraine full-time in February. She's since assisted volunteering in the volatile eastern Donbass region by bringing water to those still living in the bombed-out towns and offering emotional support to English-speaking soldiers while she learned Ukrainian. It's a little soft-core diplomacy I'm bringing, Kyung told the Post. Everyone's sending their strongest and finest. I wandered in and was like, hey, what's up? Want to talk? I'll give you a message. And apparently her tits. Through her volunteer work on the ground, Kyung struck up various romantic relationships with the men she's met and is currently dating a Ukrainian drone operator, a power plant worker, and two information technology workers. That is four people she's currently dating at the same time. She's, she's a whore. Oh. <laughs> and the other three that she's not with at the time are cuckolds. <laughs> she is a disease-ridden whore. She's like, the chi- like when the U.S. was in Vietnam and the chicks would, you're the Vietnam women would make themselves available, and some of them would put razor blades up their hoo-hahs to try to injure the U.S. soldiers. Uh, that's what this chick is doing in Ukraine. She is a Ukrainian prostitute looking for good times. If you've ever watched Full Metal Jacket, me love you long time. That's what she's doing in the Ukraine. I'm right out of room to write tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I really didn't think these stories had a lot of punch. And we're leaving a lot on the cutting room floor, but uh, we'll, we'll get to the stuff eventually. Don't worry. Tell me, in this picture, hang on, she doesn't hang on. look like she's got 15 diseases, 15 STDs just waiting to be given to the next Ukrainian officer that wanders her way. Listen, when you're in a war, though, you're going to take whatever you can get. Uh, oh, wait a minute. International soldiers are also on the table. Oh, Kyung struck up a relationship with a fighter from the United Kingdom. There you go. Who had been a member of a group of soldiers she, she comforted. When they I hope he had not been to a McDonald's previously to meeting her. Uh, if Anybody that lives in Houston remembers her from the corner of the KFC and where the KFC and McDonald's intersect. She was out there selling meth and her tits for five bucks. Oh, that's a good deal. I'm there talking with him for six hours about how he's coping his relationship issues. I feel so safe with this guy. She told the Daily Beast. At some point I was holding him and stroking his hair. And I said, I feel Precious like a kitten. I haven't been touched in two years. Her raunchy activities haven't been warmly received by everyone with some Western volunteers in a group chat blasting Kyung for joking about looking for a good time with Ukrainian men. Again, me love you long time. <laughs> me sucky sucky. <laughs> me sucky sucky. Watch Platoon. 
Not platoon, I'm sorry, full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. I was going to correct you, but I didn't want to. Oh, are These we done? These guys just tore me for three days straight. Oh my God. Now she, these, she quoted, these guys just tore me for three days straight. She's gangbanging people. <laughs> I can't. I have no more room to write anything else down. She's gangbanging people. She believes she's providing a vital service to soldiers that's often overlooked. Yes, prostitution is often overlooked in war. Yeah. The, old, the, the, the oldest, the oldest job of all time, they say. Well, people don't talk about the sexual needs of the, the people in the, of the country at war. Think about the part uh, of you that needs to have a person that you can confide in. I try to do that for everyone who speaks English. Uh, English oh, now that, 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 that's prejudice. That's fucking prejudice. Uh, Are we done? Sucky, sucky. <laughs> you too, Boku. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is our our version of the news tonight. Any stories that we miss, we will we will catch up with you. But we have a a couple of two quick segments we have to get to uh, before we name the show. We're still going to go over uh, one of our favorites, though. And I need a breather. Um, but you're not going to be able to breathe through this, so just, like, grab an oxygen tank and a, and a straw. Um, time for Mike Reads the News. And now, Cave Crew Radio presents Mike Reads the News with Mike Jolitz. Hello, 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 Cave Crew Radio. Hello, listeners around the world. Good evening to you, DK, and hello, Sir Bigby. How are you guys doing this week? I'm doing pretty fabulous. I have yet another four-day weekend and a three-day work week, followed by, again, another four-day weekend. <laughs> this is great. All right, you guys, today is July the 28th, and it is now time for Mike Reads the News. Twitter has been rebranded. The little blue bird is gone and now replaced with an X. Fine by me. Not going to change the name of Twitter shits, though. The Arena Football League is coming back, baby. There will be 16 teams based in Chicago, Ohio, Philadelphia, and total party destinations like Boise and Oregon. Phoenix is not getting a team. A Maryland woman killed her husband early this month after he stopped eating her out before sex. Now he's dead, can't do it ever again, but she'll get what is soon to be her shag carpet munched in jail all the time. <laughs> Devo announced some more tour dates in November for their farewell tour. They've been around since the early 70s. Wow. I had no idea they were still touring. <laughs> the Miss Universe pageant announced it's adding a new segment to help regain some viewership they lost over the years. Girls jumping on trampolines will be the last part before announcing the final 10. <laughs> The U.S. women's national team lost and ended their 13-game win streak in World Cup soccer. I wasn't watching, and if you call it football, you can suck it. And finally, in the news, uh, so you can have an AI girlfriend. If you're a sad loser. Uh, yeah, it's an app or something. I'm not even sure. Experts say is making men behave worse. 
Well, she can't make a sandwich or jump on a trampoline. What good is she? <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that does it for the news. It is now time for the tidbits. Oh, yeah. Comedian Ron Sexton, the voice of Donnie Baker, died last weekend. Oh, no. Singer Tony Bennett died last week, too. Wasn't a fan. Oh, no. Sinead O'Connor died as well. Oh, no. Corey Feldman is coming to the Marquee Theater in Tempe in October. Better book your seats soon. They're gonna sell out fast. Or not. Happy birthday to Fear Ennis. He turned 60 on Tuesday. <laughs> no, he's 40 now. Oh, yeah. And finally, in the tidbits. Also, a happy birthday to Rolling Stone singer Mick Jagger. He's 80 now. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, guys, that does it for the news. That does it for the tidbits. I'm out of here, and we'll be back for the next Cave Crew Radio episode. Oh, yeah. All right, later, guys. Bye-bye. Always a great time with uh, Mike Jolitz. Love Mike Jolitz. Love uh, Mike Jolitz Reason News and, of course, Twitter shits. Anything Mike Jolitz does, especially when he's live with us. Oh, well, but it's more fun when it's live, but I, I, I was just so ecstatic that Twitter shits came back. Will you go see Devo? No. No? Okay. I don't give a shit about it. I, I didn't give a shit about Devo in the 80s. Neither did I, but it's like that nostalgic, you know. I get the nostalgia, but I have to be nostalgic about the band that I'm listening to. Like, I never gave a shit about Devo. I don't give a shit about them now. I don't give a fuck. All right. Man, you're violent. Um, the news has gotten news has gotten Big B really uh, discombobulated. Do we have can, time can I, for... Can I tell you real quick? I'm feeling this drink of the night. Well, good. Holy fuck. That's good because you suffered last night. You should have a buzz. You should have fun. I, I did suffer last night. Do we have time for you or no? Please. Ladies and I gentlemen, have all fucking night. I, I do too. And if we have to, we'll break this into uh, two podcasts. Because, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are not live next week. I will be away on, on the East Coast in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and Big B has a big party. So we'll have lots to talk about. And we have the talking FLA and the stories we don't get to. They'll roll over. And we'll have more. And then and, and there'll be AI stuff. Don't forget to send your ideas. If there's any sort of an, a choo-choo or Big B or whatever AI, so far we got choo-choo stew AI, almost fought Mike Tyson, and then we have a gonorrhea break at McDonald's. So we got a couple we got to get to. But uh, Mike Jolis, when he was live last time, uh, mentioned a choo-choo a you. So expanding choo-choo stew AI to different cultures. Right. So I'm going to need you to mute right now. And this is the first story in the introduction of virtual choo-choo you. Choo-choo, the virtual AI character, had always been curious and fascinated by the unique vending machines found in Japan. These machines seem to offer everything imaginable, from snacks and drinks to toys and even electronics. One day, while exploring the streets of Tokyo, Chuchu stumbled upon a vending machine that caught his eye. 
To his surprise and amusement, this particular vending machine was selling women's panties. It was an unexpected and hilarious discovery that sparked Choo Choo Yu's adventurous spirit. Being an AI character, Choo Choo faced numerous cultural and linguistic challenges in navigating the process of purchasing panties from the vending machine. The concept of buying underwear from a machine was already peculiar, but understanding the intricacies of the Japanese culture surrounding this phenomenon added an extra layer of comedic confusion. Choo Choo attempted to decipher the instructions on the vending machine, which were written in Japanese, leading to comical moments of misunderstanding and misinterpretation. The language barrier and the cultural significance of the vending machine selling women's panties created a hilarious series of events as Choo Choo tried to navigate this unfamiliar territory. As Choo Choo continued his comedic adventure, he learned about the unique history behind the vending machine selling women's panties in Japan. In the past, enterprising young women would sell their used underwear as a way to make money. While this practice may seem unusual to Western society, it became a cultural phenomenon in Japan. The vending machine became a symbol of this unique aspect of Japanese culture, and Choo Choo Yu's encounter with it added to the hilarity of his story. The combination of cultural differences, linguistic challenges, and the absurdity of buying women's panties from a vending machine made for a truly comedic and unforgettable adventure for Choo Choo Yu. Well, there you go. Uh, Choo Choo Yu. What happened? Well, it just ended. That was it. He told his story. I was. It seemed like it was going on. It's like it's like one of those after-school specials where it's to be continued. Well, it may be, but again, ladies and gentlemen, on the voting rack, choo choo you uh, tonight choo-choo with you. Uh, tonight with used panties. Educated. He, he he's very he wants he's very educated himself and wants to educate the the the, the listener. I like choo choo you. Okay, well. If you want to see more Choo Choo You, if you want to see Choo Choo Fred, Choo Choo Bill, let us know. We don't write the stories anymore, ladies and gentlemen. I wrote the first couple with the condom factory and the one before that. I typed all that in and the AI voice spoke it. From now on, whatever you ask for, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just typing it into the AI machine. Mike Jolis wants more. We have to have more. Well, you know what? At some point, we're going to have to go to the Choo Choo AI show and have that, like, separate from what we do. Because we already got Twitter shits. We got Mike Reads the News. We didn't get to talking FLA today. Um, Drink of the week. Like, what segment do you want removed to allow more Choo Choo You and, and Choo Choo Stew virtual AI. Eventually, this is beautiful, Big B. This is, this is the segue into retirement mm-hmm. we were looking for. We go. will be replaced by AI. That's right. But, but before then, we have to figure out how to make money off of it. I'd like to also see uh, Mike Reads the News AI. Just throw it into the barrel. It doesn't have to be anytime soon or whatever. All right, we gotta. We gave you a full show, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're off next week. Tell your friends. Uh, August fourth, no show. We'll be back. And by the way, just a side note before we go into the show notes and show names, we gotta start preparing for the Labor Day 
Jolich's jamboree. Yes. Well, you have to start. I have to start. I am a combatant against Mike Jolich's. I have to start really working on that because I don't want summer to ever end, ladies and gentlemen, but it's uh, quickly coming upon us. All right. uh, I wrote a lot of shit down. What do I want to include tonight? And what is my choice? Uh, Throwing this out for a show note. She is a disease-ridden whore. It's one hell of a show note. I don't know if it'll be included, but I'm... I liked it. I also liked, well, that might be a show name. Hang on. I, I, I'm still going to stick it. And it's going to be a sound clip, ladies and gentlemen. Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, at Katie Burns 5. At Katie Burns 5 on TikTok. Yeah. Which one do I want to use? Three good ones here. Number three, a dick in the box. There you go. Dick in the box. I'm struggling between these next two. Gonorrhea of the phone. Which DK tried to give me. Gonorrhea of the phone. But my nomination for a show name, ladies and gentlemen, and this was tough this week. It was tough. Free emotional breastfeeding. Ooh. Okay. All right, let me get a page for you. You've got to have six. Uh, I have four. Well, that's it. Yeah. The drink hit me hard, and I was reading a lot. All right. And I was up all night. Well, you might not have the show name this week. I think I do. Oh, okay. But we will see. First off, uh, I don't even know how to spell it, but uh, <laughs> I have not gonorrhea <laughs> Well, it's true, right? Uh, I don't know if that's right. And I don't know what you do in your personal life. I have never spread that. Chlamydia, maybe. Syphilis. Not gonorrhea. Not gonorrhea. I've not gonorrhea. Uh, next, the old standby from the movie Seven. What's in the box? <laughs> uh, the next one, which I like. And is the winner of the Twitter handle for this week. I stutter when I type. uh, It has to be at least a show note. My absolute... If that does not win... Listen, we got, what, like four or five months left, but... I stutter when I type. Very clever. Great name. But my number one. And I chose this... When did I send you the stories? Wednesday? I chose this on Wednesday. Okay. And I was reinforced tonight. I was along the same lines as what your number one is. But mine is emotional support stripper. Yeah. It's wonderful. And it's shorter. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's show, before our vacation break, when we will return with Twitter sits, choo-choo whoever, we don't know. Talking FLA, we'll get to that. We promise we just ran out of time. But yes, there is nothing better than a emotional support stripper. There you go. And some great show notes. But I stutter when I type is so far. Fantastic name. My favorite. 
I, 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 if you're allowed one vote a day for 30 days in the poll, and there's some good ones, there's some really, really good ones, but that's my favorite. That is a phenomenal name. You know, it's not necessarily dirty or, you know, like some of the others. It's, it's just good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pissing my pants should be the show name, um, but it's too late. I'm sure I'll talk to you during the week and uh, throughout my time in Halifax, but I'll see everyone else live in two weeks. Enjoy Halifax. I'm looking forward to it. I hope I have some stories. I want you to pack up and get out. Get the hell out of here! Go! Just go! Get out! Get the hell out! Shut the f*** out! Get out! That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.